Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning, three guests, two of whom you'll hear on the air with Therapet in Tyler. Carrie Ann Fisher, the Executive Director since August 2015. Welcome, Friends. Carrie, and busy volunteer Flo Limehouse. Good morning, Flo. Good morning. Good and to be here. Great to have you both with us. And also joining us and being very quiet and very <laughs> polite is Buck, the Therapet Dog. Just kind of taking it easy on the floor. We won't be hearing from Buck today, but it's just so nice to have him uh, in the studio with us. And we know that he's really going to help improve the ambiance as we move through the show this morning. Uh, in Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Uh, we've done several shows over the years with Therapet. This is the first time we've had a professional staff member come in because, mm -hmm. Carrie Ann, you were hired as executive director in August of 2015, and that was really kind of a watershed moment for Therapet. At that point, I think uh, you came on board because Therapet knew it sort of had to up the ante, if you will, just become a, a stronger and uh, really... Uh, uh, really an organization that is able to accomplish more with the kind of work you do. How have the first couple of years been for you? Oh, it's been great. It's been wonderful to see the growth in the organization and to just be a part of such a rich community in East Texas. Everyone's just so incredibly supportive of the work that we do. It's just, it's been wonderful. And I really enjoyed it. You bet. Let's talk <laughs> about the work that you do. What is Therapet? What's your background? How did everything get started? And uh, how did you get to where you are today in 2017? Well, sure. In uh, 1994, an occupational therapist from Baylor Rehabilitation Hospital in Dallas came to Tyler and did a presentation at what is now Christus Trinity Mother Francis Rehabilitation Hospital affiliate with Health South. Mm -hmm. And when they did the presentation about the use of animals in rehabilitation, several of the health-related uh, staff who were in attendance said, we need a program like this here in Tyler. And so they asked, do you know anyone who might be willing to come to Tyler and help start this program? And the woman who did the presentation said, well, I would. And <laughs> she moved to Tyler, and she and a small group of really dedicated volunteers started TheraBed. Okay. And we became incorporated as a 501c3 in 1998. All right. So about 19 years, you've been in a, uh, an incorporated 501c3. Your history really dates back, though, uh, just about 23 years now to 1994. Yes. And what you're about is basically animal-assisted therapy and animal-assisted activities right. using animals in a very broad sense to improve the quality of life, really for a pretty wide range of people. Um, let's talk first about where Therapet provides services. And as we go through this, because, again, a variety of places where services are provided, we can talk about the different types of services that you offer, hospitals, uh, mental hospital, even a prison, school systems. Go ahead and tell us more about that. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, we started at HealthSouth, Christus Trinity Mother Francis Rehabilitation Hospital affiliated with HealthSouth. And there, the animals are used as a tool in therapy. And Flo, does, has Buck been to HealthSouth to, yes. on the table? Yes. I'll let you talk a little bit about what Buck does when he goes to HealthSouth. Okay. Um, HealthSouth is um, a really unique opportunity because you have patients who have had strokes or major surgeries, falls. And this is actually part of their occupational therapy is the dog gets up on a table and the patients come to the table. Uh, if they're in a wheelchair or a walker, they are encouraged to stand at the table to get strength in their legs. 
they, uh, if they have uh, mobility issues with their arms or hands, they're given a brush to brush the dog. The stroking motion helps increase the muscle uh, strength in their arms and in their hands. Uh, a lot of them have left dogs behind at their homes that they miss terribly, and so there's also an emotional uh, therapy there as well for the dogs and the patients. Mm -hmm. And looking at some of the material that I pulled from your website, which by the way is therapet.org, very easy to remember. Um, there are two basic types of activities that you, or, or modes, if you will, that you work in. One of them is animal-assisted therapy, and one of them is animal-assisted activities. Animal-assisted therapy, uh, briefly stated, and there are different ways of putting it, planned inclusion of an animal in a patient's treatment plan. And with animal-assisted activities, use of animals in recreation and visitation programs to help people with special needs. Mm -hmm. And I think you told me earlier before we went to where that animal assisted activities is probably the piece that most people are familiar with. We want to talk about that, but we really want to talk about animal assisted therapy and what Flo just described, I think is a real good example of animal assisted therapy. Mm -hmm. Some of the other places where you provide services and just briefly, um, what you do at some of these different locations. We can maybe go into it in a little bit more detail later sure. in the show. Sure. Well, one of the other places where I would say I feel we also provide animal-assisted therapy would be at the Boshears, Wayne D. Boshears Center for Exceptional Programs as part of Tyler ISD, mm -hmm. where the dogs actually help the students who have some special needs to work on things like mobility, um, emotional connections. There are a lot of great stories about autistic children and establishing connections and things like that. Um, the dogs are also used as part of a goal-directed therapy at the Children's Advocacy Center of Smith County, mm -hmm. where when a child who is a little bit stuck in therapy um, may open up a bit more if a dog is part of an adjunct therapy. So um, a lot of times we've had things like a rescue dog is able to, through their owner, tell their abuse history, which then makes it easier for the child to share theirs with the therapist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carrie Ann Fisher, Executive Director and Volunteer Flow Limehouse, our guests this morning on In Focus. They're from Therapet and Tyler, but serving a growing range of geography in East Texas, which uh, we'll talk about during the course of the show. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And so far, we've talked about just kind of in general terms what these animals do and where they work. But now, uh, you're not not that many years ago, okay. I uh, animals were animals. They were pets. We knew, knew some of them, some of them could be specially trained to do things like catch frisbees, and you always wanted them as companions. But this whole concept has taken it to a level that a lot of people are really not that well versed in. Why don't we talk now about uh, how animal assisted therapy works? What the steps actually are that uh, take an animal from just being a newborn puppy or kitten to somebody who can actually do these amazing things? Well, Flo, why don't you share a little about how Buck went through training? I will do that. Um, well, Buck is actually a rescue. He was about four months old when I got him. Uh, we started out just going to PetSmart for the basic obedience training classes. Mm -hmm. And it so happens that our trainer is also a TheraPet volunteer. So since she knew what our goal was, she especially helped us with the training necessary to become uh, TheraPet volunteers. Um, so you go through basic obedience, advanced, and intermediate. Well, intermediate and then advanced. 
then the dog has to have a canine good citizen designation, and that is an actual certificate designation from the American Kennel Association. Um, and then from there, you go to the therapist office and you take the skills classes as many times as it takes, and it usually <laughs> takes many times. Uh, once they pass the skills checkoff from all that training, then there's a temperament test. And if they pass the temperament test, then there's an apprenticeship that is a minimum of 30 days. Okay. And we have a mentor assigned to us during that time who watches us like a hawk. All righty. And watching you like a hawk, I want to go off in that direction for just a moment. Okay. Watching things like a hawk is really maybe even the key to what yes. you do. Yes. Very high standards, integrity. Yes. If you go to the website, therapet.org, you can find out more about this, and I personally encourage you to do so. But uh, these are folks that have special needs, that have serious health issues, and you want to make absolutely sure that you're doing everything the right way. So the high standards that you try to follow, the rigorous training that's involved, uh, the, I guess, sometimes painful um, uh, situation you may run into when somebody wants his or her dog to be a therapist and you have to tell them that they don't quite have the right temperament. But we always say the worst thing is you end up with a really well-trained dog. Uh -huh. So if someone is interested in being a therapist volunteer and their dog doesn't quite have the right temperament, you haven't lost anything. You have a dog who's very good around visitors in your home and things like that. But we have to have animals in the program that if four children all run toward their face and want to pet them all at once, that the dog can handle those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. And just this morning, as Buck came in to visit, uh, he drew quite a crowd and behaved himself, I would say, 100% perfectly. <laughs> so I'm going to call Buck a real good um example of that as Buck rests quietly in the corner while we do our show this morning. Uh, how do most animals get started with Therapet? Does their, uh, their owner say, hey, this dog would be a good Therapet? Or, uh, and, and you mentioned that Buck is a rescue. Is yes. there something that you see in an animal early on or, or that most people see in an animal, whether it be one of their pets or, an, or maybe a rescue animal or something that says, hey, you know, this dog would be a good candidate? Well, I think everybody's story is a little bit different, but a lot of times what I tell people is if your dog, in the same way that people will say, well, she's a people person or he's a people person, if you have a people dog, they might make a really good therapist. The ones that walk in the room and go, oh, you haven't had a chance to scratch me yet. Oh, did you happen to notice how cute my collar is? You might want to get me right under there. The dogs who have that kind of, it's your turn now to love me, tend to make really good therapy animals. Oh, okay. If you do want to know more, uh, again, we've given out the website a couple of times. That's therapet.org. There's also an email address, info at therapet.org. You can get just about any question answered if you'll um, use that email address. You can call the office, which is at 225 East Amherst Drive in Tyler in the Old English Village, 903-535-2125. Uh, and you're open from 8.30 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. And you do encourage walk-ins, people to just drop by and visit? Absolutely. We have a little store in the front for people who are looking for items for their dogs and cats. And we encourage people to kind of walk around and look because that's where we do the training. So for some people, it's helpful for them to kind of see the equipment and get an idea. Because as you can imagine, even a dog that really loves people might be a little nervous around a wheelchair because mm -hmm. you have a tail if you're a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to kind of get used to the idea of somebody having a wheel very close to you. Um, we also have pamphlets at the office that give you a little more detail about what it requires to become a certified therapist. 
Mm-hmm. And what happens when you uh, when the animal comes out and goes through all the training and you start going to, to all these different facilities? It, uh, it's obvious to me now, just talking to you and uh, listening, that you have animals that are able to provide a wide range of services. Um, as far as how animal-assisted therapy works, is there any kind of science that explains how dogs and other types of animals are able to connect and actually, if you will, shepherd people through these processes? There's more and more research being done. For a while, there weren't very many studies, but there's more and more being done. And one of the things they've found is that interacting with an animal results in a lot of the negative hormones associated with stress decreasing in the human body. Mm-hmm. So cortisol, epinephrine both go down when someone pets a dog. And the more positive hormones, um, things like oxytocin, and serotonin tend to increase when someone pets a dog. Your okay. heart rate gets slower, your blood pressure goes down, and which you can imagine if you're in a hospital following surgery, for example, or following uh, an unforeseen illness can definitely help encourage healing because you're feeling less of that energy directed toward coping with stress and mm-hmm. a little more relaxed. Sure thing. Um, uh, Again, uh, animal-assisted therapy is planned inclusion of an animal in a patient's treatment plan, animal-assisted activities, use of animals in recreation and visitation programs to help people with special needs. Can we talk a little bit more about uh, how that breaks down within your agency, where some of these different animals go and what types of programs the animals under these two different auspices, auspices, is it auspices or auspices? Auspices. Are involved in. One of the other wonderful things we do where it crosses over a little bit more into therapy is read. And I'd love to have Flo talk a little bit about it, but right before she talks about it, that's another area where research has been really helpful because research has shown uh, that children who are reading at least one grade level below their grade, if they participate in reading to a dog. So there was a study where children struggling with reading either stayed in their regular classroom or they were assigned to one of three experimental groups. One they read to a teddy bear, one they read to a dog, and one they read to an adult. Mm. And the children who read to a dog had the greatest improvement in reading comprehension. Okay. Anything else on that? Anything you'd care to add about animal-assisted therapy as opposed to animal-assisted activities and how it breaks down within the, uh, the Therapet program? Or do we pretty well have that covered? Maybe one of the things we can do is talk about some of the different places. Most of your work is done at hospitals and rehab centers. You also have programs in the Beckville ISD, Chapel Hill ISD. You mentioned Boshears School and Tyler. East Texas Crisis Center, I think we talked about. I know we mentioned the Children's Advocacy Center and also Rusk State Hospital and Skyview. Mm -hmm. So just from looking at some of the places you go, these animals have to have a very broad range of skills to deal with these different populations. Yes, but I will also say that a lot of volunteers pick and choose the facilities where their dogs are best suited or where the volunteer is best suited. So not everyone goes everywhere. That's the beauty of, of this organization. You're not assigned a place to go. You choose the place that you want to go okay and buck is has only been a a certified for about a year now and so this first year i've gone to all different kinds of venues just trying to find his niche and i think his niche is children so that's pretty much what i'm focusing on now but uh you you don't go someplace that you're not comfortable with going you're allowed to pick and choose where you go as Mm -hmm. long as your animal is suited for that particular facility 
animal being suited for a particular facility, for a particular type of client, for a particular situation. That's yes. just really paramount in your agency, yes. isn't it? Talking to uh, Flo Limehouse and Carrie Ann Fisher with Therapet in Tyler, uh, 225 East Amherst Drive in Tyler, and the Old English Village is the physical location. Office numbers 903-535-2125. Office hours 830 to 530 Monday through Friday. And the website is therapet.org, so it shouldn't come as any surprise that the email address is info at therapet.org. Yeah, talking about volunteers, and Flo, you're one of many, and I know that like practically every other agency we have on this show, you can always use more. How many volunteers are in Therapet right now, human and animal, and what types of animals and breeds of dogs? And dogs are, most of your animals are dogs, but not all of them. Yes. But what, what, are, what are we looking at there? We have over 160 human volunteers and over 90 animals, six cats, and one umbrella cockatoo in, in the program. Um, so one of the challenges that we face is we have a number of facilities on a waiting list because until we have more volunteers, we're unable to commit to providing regular services. So volunteers enable us to do everything we do. A hundred percent of TheraPet services are provided by volunteers. So volunteers are the heart and soul of TheraPet. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of what breeds, one of the things that I think is fascinating about TheraPet compared to some other organizations is our animals are not bred to be therapy animals in most cases. It's very unusual that that's the case. A lot of them are rescues. A lot of them are dogs that just seem to be well suited for the work. Um, so we've had all varieties. Um, we've had pipples in the program. We've had Dalmatians in the program. We've had animals, you know, some dogs that are so small they could fit in one hand. And we've had dogs that mm -hmm. weigh 100 25, 150 pounds. Um, so all varieties. It's it's really more about the individual temperament of the animal than the breed. Okay. And we uh, have been talking about volunteers. Rebecca Roberts is uh, one of your staff members. Mm -hmm. uh, her title again is? Operations manager. Operations manager. Yes. And she also handles the volunteers. And if you um, decide that you uh, want to or might want to volunteer with TheraPet, uh, Rebecca is the person you need to get in touch with, 903-535-2125. You can reach her Monday through Friday at that number between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. As the old saying goes, she'll get you all fixed up. And, and a lot and of information on the website about what you need to do if you absolutely. want to volunteer, sure. And for the record, we do not limit ourselves to volunteers with animals. If someone loves animals but doesn't currently have one, we love to have volunteers without animals as well. Because at various facilities, the volunteer who owns the animal or is handling the animal, um, if two people have the animal, um, they're goal ultimately is to keep an eye on the animal and make sure everyone is safe and everyone's needs are being met and everyone's cared for and the volunteer without an animal can sometimes take in the bigger picture because they're not as focused on ensuring things like tail pulling is being handled and those kind of things so um, they can be very helpful we love volunteers without animals as well you bet uh, call that number 903-535-2125 ask for rebecca or just uh, go through the website therapet.org if you want more information on that you'll have to complete a volunteer application and uh, you know the very rigid screening process as we've mentioned before and this includes people who think they might like to volunteer their animals mm -hmm. as therapists as well okay um, 
Differences between therapy animals, service animals, and emotional support animals. I know we've covered that in some degree. Were there any blank spaces that we left out? Anything that you kind of wanted to clarify or add under that topic? Well, if anyone in the community happens to see a therapist at a facility, if you see that their vest uh, says, or cape as we call them, says therapist, it's okay in most cases to pet them. It's a good idea to always ask their owner first, but it's usually okay to pet a therapy animal. Most of the time that's part of their job is mm-hmm. to be petted and loved. Whereas a lot of times a service animal is uh, supposed to be working and focused on their owner to help mitigate their disabilities. But therapy animals are there to provide a service to everybody. Okay. I wanted to mention something really briefly. I know over the Thanksgiving holidays, your therapist animals, and this was well publicized, they were mm-hmm. out and about. Tyler Pounds Regional airport what what was going on with that that's that was i'm sure a very interesting and very therapeutic project for a lot of people well actually buck and i were involved in that too uh we were there for a couple of days before people flew out for thanksgiving just to kind of help relieve some of the stress and the tension even at our small airport that you're going to have when you're traveling because you're usually going to go to dallas from here and there's stress just in that from the airport but uh they were very well received we uh dressed them in some costumes buck was a pilgrim that day and just went around to whoever was interested there were a lot of children there and uh just spread some uh, smiles around the people waiting for their flights Mm -hmm. so you feel like everything went nice and smooth with that then I do. All right. I I think maybe, didn't you do this last year as well? We did. Last year was the first year. Going to be an ongoing thing. Thinking about maybe expanding it to other holidays? We'll be there Christmas as uh, well. Okay. Very good. Um, How can people get involved? Obviously, they can volunteer. We've talked a lot about that. We've talked about the need for volunteers. Probably important right now to mention that there is currently a waiting list of 11 facilities. Mm -hmm. People want your services. And geographically, you're getting spread out further and further so the more volunteers you have the more facilities you can serve the shorter the waiting list becomes absolutely right now we have four volunteers uh, in the Longview area who have asked us about expanding to Longview so we're looking into what options we have um, in expanding our services and things like that but the key is more volunteers key is more volunteers another important consideration is always financial donations i'm sure where does most of your money come from individual donations uh, grants affiliations with uh, other umbrella organizations how does that happen we do receive some grants but the majority of our funding comes from private donations Uh primarily from the east texas community Um, we are completely a local organization. Um, There's a lot of confusion around that because people have heard of Therapets in other places, but we are local to Tyler and only serve the East Texas community, so we have no larger umbrella organization that provides any assistance or funding. All right, and you can donate online. Real easy to do. Go to therapet.org and I believe there is a donation tab or something that'll take... And a button. Yeah, all righty. I I believe it's right there at the top of the menu, and if it's not, it's very easy to navigate. You'll find it without any effort whatsoever. Um... And that uh, website, again, is therapet.org. I'll give out some more contact information here once again, 903-535-2125. And um, physical address, 225 East Amherst in Tyler. Uh, This is In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we're talking to Carrie Ann Fisher and Flo Limehouse from Therapet. 
Now, we talked about donations a minute ago, and we're going to expand that a little bit. You have something real big coming up real soon. This is the Stock the Bar Drawing, and I yes. know you're looking at that as a major fundraiser. What happens there? Well, we're trying something new this year where we're asking people to purchase chances to win uh, items to help stock their bar for either Christmas parties, New Year's Eve, or for gift giving. Um, and we asked a number of people to donate a bottle or two of wine or alcohol or mixers or glassware or barware. Um, and the goal is to kind of ease the holiday entertaining for the winner. Um, right now, we're still accepting donations for items for the package and we're still selling tickets they are $25 per ticket or five tickets for $100 so buy four get one free um, and right now the value of the package is probably approaching $1,800 so it's it's getting good all right and <laughs> reading right off the flyer perfect for Christmas or New Year's Eve parties or makes a great gift or all of the above a wagon full of items to stock your home bar. Liquors, mixers, liqueurs, barware, bar tools, accessories. And just go to that website, therapet.org. And um, it's real, again, very easy to navigate right. right. I think there is a stock the bar tab, so yes. you can go right there. You can also drop by the office if you like or call 903-535-2125 uh, if you want to get in on this. And that office, 225 East, Ham East Amherst, I see Suite 200. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you're there, uh, Therapet pops right out at you. Yes. But we'll throw the Suite 200 in there. Uh, again, for those who are maybe directionally challenged, <laughs> which I am sometimes myself. So um, there was also an event, Unleashed, and this mm -hmm. was just a couple of months ago. You're going to yes. be doing it again in 2018, and I understand that's become a very successful event for you, and it's not too early to plan 10 months in advance for the next one because you've already all. got a date. Yes, and a October location. 13th, 2018 at KU Bushman's in Bullard. And what we pride ourselves on is having a really fun time. It's a less, a little less stuffy and a little more fun than a lot of the galas that you can attend. So good music, good food, and uh, just a fun evening for everybody. All righty, October 13th of 2018 and more details to come. And this, this last one, I, from what you're telling me, I just know that it went really well and everybody had a great time. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> couple of other areas uh, looking down the road we talked about uh, possibly expanding into Longview uh, and of course again we'll emphasize this one more time the need for more volunteers so you can reduce or hopefully eliminate that list mm -hmm. of 11 facilities that are waiting to get involved with Therapet. Uh, I'd also like to reemphasize the uh, range uh, geographic range among other things that uh, you have and uh, and the range of different types of facilities uh, I guess uh, just about every hospital in Tyler uh -huh. is connected to you in one way or another you have the rehab facilities Chapel Hill and Beckville and Tyler ISDs are involved East Texas Crisis Center Children's Advocacy Center Rusk State Hospital and Skyview so you've grown a lot over the years and you want to grow more yes and in fact just this past year we were able to take two facilities off the waiting list which are lily russell memorial library in yeah. lindale and breckenridge village of tyler so we were thrilled to be able to do that mm -hmm. as a result of the growth and that's why we're so excited about the possibility of being able to to do more uh breckenridge village of course works with uh, disabled youth as i understand adults, it. Uh, disabled adults okay yeah. excuse me and uh but uh, the library in lindale you must have a pretty interesting pr what do you do at a library 
Well, we have a read program there where we work okay. with the children okay. on reading. And in fact, Miranda Lambert, through her Mutt Nation Foundation, had donated mm, yeah. a, a pink dog house um, full of books about animals. And the children practice their reading with dogs like Buck mm-hmm. um, in that doghouse donated by Miranda Lambert. So they're reading to a dog in a doghouse. It's really mm-hmm. cool. She's well known for her love of her furry friends. Yes, and hats absolutely. off to Miranda for being so involved with this. You also do some education. You do some seminars. And we're kind of winding down the show here. I know you've, uh, you're have you not doing quite as many of those lately, looking at possibly going to a webinar format. But if you go to the website, um, some of the things that are covered in your education course I think are relevant to mention um, under that heading and also just as part of the general uh, list of principles and practices that you try to follow the importance of temperament testing obedience requirements um, animal assisted therapy with special patient populations and in acute care hospitals rehab hospitals hospice psychiatric facilities public school systems and I mentioned those just uh, to keep in mind that you do offer seminars, mm-hmm. at least on a somewhat limited basis now in those areas, but those are important parts of your overall scheme to remember if you want to have any type of involvement with therapeut whatsoever. So I just kind of wanted to quickly mention that. Getting down close to the end of the show, and I'm just going to kind of wrap it up for us here. We have been talking to Carrie Ann Fisher, Executive Director of Therapet and Tyler, and also Flo Limehouse, a, a volunteer. And uh, Buck came over and talked to me a minute ago, non-verbally. I was able to give him a nice little pet and a hug. <laughs> Didn't you he, feel better after you I did that? I <laughs> did. I felt good enough as it was, and Buck made me feel even better. So I'm glad to have all three Your of you here today. Your job is done, Buck. <laughs> right, and the show is just about over, too. But we've been talking to Carrie Ann and flow with therapet uh 903-535-2125 east amherst drive suite 200 in tyler and the um website is therapet.org if you want to learn more and there is a lot more to learn on that website hats off to whoever put that together carrie ann and flow and buck great to have you with us this morning uh, please stay in touch and have a great holiday season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Carrie Ann Fisher and Flo Limehouse and Buck from Therapet, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. <laughs>